This is episode five, Cruising to the Past. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports. Where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Shoei Palizzi. And Costas Cucunaras. Welcome to episode number five. If you guys haven't listened to our first four episodes, please do so. They are available on Spotify and the Anchor app. Yes, hope you guys enjoy. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast. In this special episode, we dig deep into the past and give our takes on the best teams of the decade in the four major American sports. Let's get right down to it, Costas. Let's start with the NFL. What is who is the team of the decade in the NFL? Man, I want to. I'm gonna just straight up say, it. even though they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, I'm gonna say the 2017 New England Patriots. Wow, even though they didn't win, you give them number one nod. Why? I would like. I'm curious on that. Why would you give them number one nod over teams like? My number one, 2013 Seattle Seahawks. Man, okay, well, first of all, they have the GOAT quarterback, Tom Brady. Although he didn't lead them to the Super Bowl, he had an outstanding year himself, as well as his other teammates. They also did go 13-3 and and obviously finished first in the AFC East division. And they were just a, a powerhouse, to be honest. Um, they were a team that no one really wanted to mess with, and they came up short. But they ended up beating a lot of, a lot of uh, strong opponents during the regular season. And I think they're just – they were just the best team in the decade. And I'm pretty sure he won MVP that year, Tom Brady, correct? I believe so. He did. Yes, he did. I, might, I think the 2013 Seattle Six is the best team. Before we get there, I think you missed the best New England team that decade. And it was the 2016 New England Patriots, who are my second – best team this decade the 14 and 2 team that beat atlanta in the super bowl i think that team is better but we'll first start with my best team is the seattle seahawks do they beat they didn't they murdered them the the denver broncos in the super bowl super bowl 48 43 to 8 how can you go away from that team as being the best i mean they had the best defense that year fourth of the decade they were first in total points allowed at 14.4 per game that was third this decade and they played against MVP Peyton Manning in an awful game that day. This seems for sure number one for me. Was that the best Russell Wilson we've ever seen? I wouldn't say that's the best Russell Wilson because that was only his second season in the league. And he only threw for 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions. But I think this was the year that everyone started to realize that Russell Wilson can be an elite quarterback. And it showed that year after winning Russell Wilson's first title. Right. And they also had uh, a lot of help from Marshawn. Oh, uh, prime a little bit. And they had the Legion of Boom that year. All three of them were AP All Pros. Two of them being first team, and then Cam Chancellor being second team. So that team was unstoppable, and that's why I give them the nod over the 2016 New England Patriots, who are my second team. I don't know if you see a team down 28 to three with two and two minutes and 12 seconds left in the third, and you come back and win that game. You got to be considered one of the best of the decade. That was, no, you're right. Definitely, that that comeback was insane, and I remember watching it, and that was mind blown. That was that was a great comeback, and that was with Tom Brady missing the first four games of the year because of the the flake gate. But that team was right, great. Gate, right. That team was great, and I think they're way better than the 2017 because, in my opinion, you can't give a team that didn't win a Super Bowl the best team of the decade. Because if you if we're looking at that, I'll give the 2015 Carolina Panthers the nod over that team. That went yeah, man, you, even those Panthers, man. Is, is it because of Cam? Because Cam had a great well, year? Well, Cam Newen, we'll check back in a couple of weeks when we do the AFC East, but Cam Newen's balling out this year. He was MVP that year. They were first in scoring. 
they're ready, and I think the Patriots are also ready to see what Cam can do for them. Yeah, and they came up short as well, so. We'll see, but I definitely, I disagree with you with the 2017 Patriots was the best team of the decade, but I think 2013 Seattle. You could definitely see that. And as well for my second team, I had the 2013 Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, you can't deny that team was unstoppable. That Legion of Boom, no one touched them. They had 15 of 19 games where they forced at least two turnovers every game. And Peyton Manning, the MVP, had three turnovers in the Super Bowl. So that was just a great team out there that season. I agree. Let's move over now to the NBA. This one should be an easy one, but let's see where you take this one. Who was your best team of the decade in the NBA? The 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors. That's was, exactly what I have, exactly. Yeah, they went 67-15, and 15, and their three-star players, uh, well, they actually had pretty much a whole starting lineup of uh, all-stars, but the three main players that I'm looking at is Curry, Durant, and Clay. Curry had 25 points per game. He shot 46% from the field and 41% from the three. Durant, as well, balled out with 25 points per game, 53% from the field, and 37% from three. And he did win finals MVP that year. And Clay as well, had a decent season, going with 22.3 points per game, 46% uh, from the field, and 41% from three. So equal stats to, uh, to Curry. They always somehow have the same stats. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think, I, man? What, what made this team so elite? Well, let's talk about they had four All-Stars that year. Curry, Thompson, Durant, and Green. Four All-Stars, that's a lot. Let's talk about what they went in the playoffs, dude. They went 16-1 and in the playoffs. That's the best postseason playoff record in NBA history. The 2001 Lakers went 15-1. and That was because the first round was only five games at the time. But they had the longest winning streak in history, and – if you look at their stats, they ranked first in points per game, first in offensive rating at 115.6. They were first in field goals, first in field goal percentages, first in assists, first in steals, and first in blocks. They were all around great, and that's why I think they got the best team of the decade. However, I'm curious as to why you did not go with the 2015-16 Warriors who went 73-9 and and owned the best record of all time. Uh, just because, uh, obviously, it's a little biased because of what I said about New England and they didn't win, but championships, man. They, how could you blow that? You blew a 3-1 lead and you had the best record ever. Exactly, dude. 73-9 and nine, and you blow a 3-1 lead to the Cavs. And, you know, this debate will go on forever. The 2015-16 Warriors are the 95-96 Bulls. You got to give it to the Bulls. You got to give it to the Bulls. They won the championship and rings mean a You're lot. Right. They mean a lot. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, this team right here went 16-1 and one in the playoffs, man. They literally swept every team, lost once. They exactly, literally were no match for LeBron. And I, I really do think if the Warriors won that championship, they're, they're first for sure, man. They ranked first in field goals, first in threes, first in three-point percentages, all that. Defensive rebounds, assists, points. Curry was unanimous MVP. It all changed, though, when Curry sprained his MCL in the first round and then Draymond Green got suspended in game five. It all turned around for them and they lost. But I think if they win, they win. They will be the top spot in the NBA for decade teams. But they were third for me behind the 2012-2013 Miami Heat. I as well went with the Miami Heat team, but I went with the 2011-2012 Heat. I believe that was a lockout year, so they went 46-20. and 20. And, uh, I mean, the big three, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, man, they balled out. I guess LeBron was 
you know, at, at his prime elite yes, level, that man, was you could he was, not yeah. stop him. You could not stop him, man. I mean, the stats just show, man, like in 2011, 2012, he was shooting 53% from the field, and he was averaging 27 points per game. You know, Bron's never been that guy that's always, you know, going to average 30 or more. He's always an all-around player, right? He's always uh, messing with triple-doubles and all that. And, you know, Wade was also the second guy, but he still balled out. You know, he went 49% from the field, and he was averaging 22.1 points per game. And Bosh, man, what could you say, man? He was the creme de la creme for that third or for the big three because he did he, he did all the dirty work, man, you know? Yeah. I mean, the sole reason why I went with the Miami Heat of the year after was because they have the most wins in a month. They went 17-1 and one in March, and they own the second longest win streak at 27 games in a row behind the Lakers, right. who won 33. That's solely why I, I went with that. them. And then they also had 12 double-digit wins in the postseason, which are most in NBA history. So that's why I went with them. They and lost the championship that year, though. No, no, no. They won that championship shot. You remember? Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Foster the year rebound. after that, right? Yeah, the year after they lost. Back out to Allen. Bang! That was that famous that famous shot and all that. And that's what brought it around. But, again, they could have lost that series. And I could see the 2011-2012 Heat be- beating them, being the second-best team. But for right now, for them winning the championship, they were the second best team, in my opinion. I agree. Let's move over to MLB. I think this one's pretty straightforward. I think we both will agree on this one because these two teams are for sure the best two teams of the MLB this past decade. Who's yeah, your number one? About it. Who's your number uh, one? The 2018 Boston Red Sox, man. Oh, no yeah. 100%, about it. man. No question about it, man. Uh-huh. I think they had the most wins since the Mariners one year. Yeah, 2000, 2001. 2001. Right, the Boston Red Sox went 108 and 54 that year. And, man, they, <laughs> that team balled out, man. They literally had, I don't even remember how many All Stars they had, but I'm pretty sure pretty much after five All Stars. They had five All Stars that year, four were starters. And then one, the Craig Kimbrell, he was the reserve. Right, I do remember that. Yep. But dude, you they went eleven and three in the postseason. Okay, they went four, three and one against the Yankees, four and one against the Astros, and four and one against the Dodgers. They are the only team in MLB history to defeat two hundred win teams in the playoffs. They beat the Yankees and the Astros, who both won over hundred games. They're the first team in history to do that, and I think they had the solid pieces to win them that year. They had four pitchers who. We're over 12 wins. Rick Porcello, David Price, Chris Sales, and Eduardo Rodriguez. And they Greg Kimball, who had 42 saves that year. Can't go wrong with this team. They balled out that year, and they they played well in the playoffs, too. And that's why they are the best team of the decade. I agree. Just a quick question real quick. Actually, since we're – I guess we have the same team for the second one, and uh, this has to do with both teams, actually. What happened to Craig Kimball, man? Man, I don't know. We'll get to this next week when we talk about the, our MLB uh, episode. But he was out of the league for a long time. That could have affected him a little bit. But, dude. I went from an all-star. You saw him in 2018, man. All-star. He 42 saves, 274 ERA that year. And he went to the Cubs and he was blew so many saves. It was ridiculous. I don't know if it was the year off. If he was just eating all he can sit on the couch, not being active. I don't know what it was. But I think – he wants to be to an elite level. He's got to show the Cubs this year that he's ready to take the next step and win, you know, with the shortened season this year, maybe win 15 to 20 saves, not win, but maybe save 15 to 20 games for the Cubs this year. Agreed. So speaking of Greg Kimball, are we going with the Cubs, the second team, 2016 Cubs? Yeah, the 2016 Chicago Cubs. Man, coming from a Cubs fan, this was, this was really exciting to talk about, man. This team, yeah, you know, just after everything they've gone through, man. That big curse, huge curse, over 100 years not winning. That was, wow. 
but they went 103 and 58 that year. And, you know, it was finally time for them to win. You know, you just saw the yep. way they played. It was their time to win. And, you know, they proved that they were just the top team, man. Did you, I mean, just the teams they had to take out. Oh, yeah, man. They, they, I mean, they took out the three time champ, uh, the Giants, Giants man. man, first round. That's hard. Giants first right round. off the bat. And they took out the LA. Dodgers. You know, Dodgers are always tough for the Cubs. Yeah, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are always with that team. They're like, kind of like the Cubs, man. They just kind of lurk and <laughs> they the lurk. And yeah, then, they lurk. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously that very dramatic Game Seven win against uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. That was that was crazy. LeBron and Flame were both in the building that day. Wait, no, I think it was only LeBron in the building for that game. But that was crazy. Yeah, was, I remember LeBron yeah, and JR. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was yeah. a crazy game. I was, I was that was crazy. But that was the year Chris Bryant won MVP with 39 home runs, 102 RBIs, 35 doubles. He deserved MVP that year. And the Cubs. Yeah, had, and then that was the year that a lot of players ended up getting their spotlight, and you know it carried on from there. Exactly. And that year, four Cubs pitchers pitchers won at least 15 games. John Lester leading the way at 19 and five. So I think the reason why they won. Was the midseason trade for a Roldis Chapman, man? I was literally gonna bring that up. Yep. What a heat thrower that one was. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally, man. Yeah, he, literally. he had 14 saves for the Cubs. Appeared in 28 games, and he pitched 26 and a two, 26.2 innings for them. But they used him a lot in the World Series, and I think they used him way too much because he gave up in the seventh in the game seven. He gave up some runs, and he was just exhausted at that point. Agreed. And that year, the Cubs had seven All-Stars. So that was better than the 2018 Red Sox. So this team, they had a right. chance to be better than the Red Sox. But the way the Red Sox performed in the postseason, I think they were just a little better than the Cubs. But the Cubs were a great team. That's why they're second. I think the Astros are third behind them, the 2017 Astros that won. But they're cheaters, man. I don't respect they're cheaters. Cheaters. Yep. cheaters. I don't respect them at that, all. I just, that, gets, that gets them taken out, man, just because they cheated. Yeah. I, I mean, their team was great, but, you know – why not just if, – if you are such a great team, why don't you just win the right way? Exactly. Like, they had MVP Jose Altuve, man. They were 101-61. and 61. They got Justin Verlander. I don't know, man. Why did they cheat? I, I don't understand teams. I, I guess they got scared, man. They, they got, got scared. scared they might have lost. Of the Dodgers, man. That was an interesting series, too. They went to game seven. There was, like – they right. broke the record for most home runs in one game or a series, something like that. But that was an interesting series. And I don't know that cheated, but – for now, their title is still not vacated, so it's theirs. Yep. So the final major sport we're going to get to is the NHL. Let's go. I like this one. What's your, I, I know you're a big hockey guy, so what's the number one team this past decade for NHL? Well, obviously for me, I'm going to have to go with the one of the Chicago Blackhawks teams that won the Stanley Cup, and I'm going to go with the 2015 or the 2014-15 oh, Chicago Blackhawks. Okay, I will, I will get to you why you're behind that, but I went with the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks, but why do you go with that team? Well, man, you know, honestly, just the all-around team and the pieces and, they, and the way they built their team that year was, you know, it, it opened a lot of eyes to the people, and a lot of people were, were worried. But, you know, man, they had some key players, man, and they picked up some great players and, and Antoine Bermatt, and, you know, they, uh, Andrew Shaw was insane that, that year as well as in 2013. And, uh, man, Patrick Kane obviously is Yeah, and the Canes and really Tays and all that. Right. And, you know, they also they – that was a lockout year, I believe, 20 or was 2013? Yeah, no, yeah, it was. No, no, it was my – the 2013 Blackhawks with a lockout right, you're, year. You're, you're right, you're – but they, they, you know, they finished third in the NHL uh, in the Central Division, and 
what could you say, man? And they ended up winning the cup. Yeah, I think at home. Was, at I think home, was, I was at that. Uh, game. You were at that game. I remember that. I think a lot of a lot of teams were scared of that 2015 Blackhawks. You know, that was their their third run for like the third championship they won, Stanley Cup. A lot of teams were scared of them. They did not want to face them because of their experience in the playoffs. And I think that team could be considered one of the best. But I went to 2013 Blackhawks. They went, Why is that? They went, they went 36, 7, and 5 in their record. For, that was a lockout year. But they because they set the record for the most consecutive games with the point to start the season, they went 21-0-3 with the three overtime losses before losing their first regulation games on game number 25. And they also set the record for best point percentage at 80.2%. So that's why I gave them the, lead, the, the nod over the 2015 Hawks, just because they came out hot out of the lockout. They came in hot. And I, they won the Stanley Cup with that, too. I'm pretty sure they won the President's Trophy that year as well. Yeah, I was just going to get to that. They're the only team in this decade to win the President's Trophy. So that means they had the best record in the NHL and win the Stanley Cup. They're also only the eighth team ever to do that. So that's some small company that they joined. So that's why I give them the nod over that the team was elite, And they beat a very tough Boston Bruin team. Yeah, dude. I remember that game. I don't know final. if you remember that game. Obviously, uh, who can game six, about it? they were down 2-1 to one with 76 seconds, I believe. They scored two goals in 17 seconds to take the lead and secure the Stanley Cup. That was that was yeah, exciting. Man. That was I'm very exciting. I'm gonna get Dave Boland's face, man. We <laughs> <Yeah>. scored that. <laughs> that was that was that, that's a memory. That's one for the ages for that one. But for I just sure. look I just look at that team. They were second in goals that year at 155. Kane and Taze lighted 23 apiece that year for the Blackhawks, and they were first in goals against at 102 with Crawford and Emery. Both leading the way that year. That was, you know, I love, I love both those goalies. And back in 2013, they were both their prime. And uh, rest in peace, Ray Emery, my yeah, guy. Yeah, that was sad. That was really sad. And they both only averaged, they both only gave up 1.94 goals against per game. So they averaged the exact number. They both averaged 92.2 for Emery and a 92.6% save for both of them. So these two were elite that year. And I think the goalie is a big reason why the Blackhawks were able to be so successful that year. I agree. Those were definitely two of the top. I, I, you can go either one, honestly. And those, those, they're great. Yeah, teams. they're great teams. Now the second, one. the second team for me, I got to go with the 2016-2017 Pittsburgh Penguins. Are you joining me on that bandwagon, or are you going yeah, somewhere I'm gonna, different? I, I'm joining okay. you on that one. Yeah, if you look at that team, man, they had a lot of star players, man, a lot. Yeah, and you know, and you know what. They were consistent, and that's why they were back-to-back champions. Obviously, they won the year before that as well. And, I mean, the the team they had built, man, you're talking about Phil Kessel, prime Patrick Hornquist, Sidney Crosby, yeah, you can't forget Evgeny Sydney Malkin. Crosby. And then, you know, they had two-star goalies. And, obviously, Fleury had an up-and-down year those two years. And Matt Murray came in and uh, – you know, played his heart out, and obviously it resulted in two cups. Yeah, unexpected for that Matt Murray to take the job from Flurry, but it, it's a. They also lost Chris Letang that year. I don't know if you remember that. That was a big defender for them that they lost. They were still yeah, able. Yeah, that to, was that was their start defender. Yep. Yeah, they were able to bring it out and still win the cup, but that team was unstoppable. And the reason why I didn't go with the team the prior year, the first Stanley Cup, was because they really struggled in the first half of the year. That team. They did. They did. I do remember that they yeah. struggled, and then they went on a, a huge, huge streak run. In the second half yeah. of the season. Yep. That's the only reason why I didn't give it to them because they weren't consistent all year. This team, the Pittsburgh Premier in 2016-2017, they were consistent. Sidney Crosby was second in MVP voting. He finished first in goals. He was second in points. Great team, great player, and I think they gave him the nod over that team. 
Yep, and I do remember them winning the cup, beating the very tough and favored Nashville Predators that year. Yeah. You want to know who I do feel bad for, though? I feel bad for the 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning, man. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, I know this is something we've been talking about. The Lightning, for sure, in this decade have uh, have shown their presence, for sure. They're, they're definitely one of the top teams in the decade. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks broke their heart in 2015, and after that, they couldn't really reach the cup. But, I mean, 2019. You know, Steven Stamkos... Um, Victor Hadman on defense. They had Ben Bishop one year who won the Vesna. They had Andre Vasilevsky who won the Vesna as goalie. I mean, they, they're getting good players, man. They got JT Miller one year. They had uh, Nikita Kucherov. I could forget about him. And, man. The- yeah, this team, man. They won 62 games, man, 128 points that year. They tied the, the Red Wings that year for most wins in a season. They were first in goals. They had the MVP that year. Oh. When you get swept – First they, round they, against the Blue Jackets. On pen and paper, man, they were Stanley Cup winners. Yes, dude. Basically. Everyone favored them to win. Every single person. And they choked. And that is why they're fourth or fifth on my list. Just because you can't be the best team and lose first round to the Blue Jackets. Swept. They got swept, too. It wasn't like they had won one or two games. They got swept. That's why they're not top at all. Right. And, you know, uh, they didn't really put up much of a fight against the Hawks, either. They won yeah. six games. Six games in 2015, right? Yeah, it was yeah. 15, yep. They went at home. Yeah. So this will end our fifth podcast today. Hope you guys enjoyed this special episode. Don't forget to follow us on IG at Finance Sports underscore podcast to be entered into our giveaway. Come back next week when Division One pitcher from Creighton joins our show to discuss the MLB. We're Flying in Sports, and we'll catch you on the next flight.